What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. Today, we are talking about Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, developed by Naughty Dog published by sony is that, is that just how we're saying it <laughs> well is that, is, is that the... <laughs> developed by naughty dog published by sony computer entertainment i promise you the lights are on there is no candles and it is the middle of the fucking day and there's no barry white oh man gotta give me some of your love, love baby <laughs> uh. so yes yeah, continuing on with our viewer listener request Going through the Uncharted games, we are not talking, talking about the second one. Last episode, we were discussing the first one, and to quickly sum that up, I did not enjoy it very much. Caleb loves it with all of his heart and soul. I, most, most. 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 There is a piece of me that will always love something better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Porn. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Ugh. about things before you say them? Or no. do you just say almost every intrusive thought that comes into your head? Uh, most, most. Okay. There are times, like, let me tell you, like, I can be professional. I do carry a full-time job where I am well-respected and everything like that. Well, I hope I'm well-respected. Now that I think about it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't, but, have made, shouldn't have made that Superman joke. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, like, nah, man, most, most of the time it's... Whatever pops in, pops out. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. So, this is a, this is the second one. Um, and, yeah. So, I, I can talk about a little bit because, I, again, after the first one. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. Like, I was a fan. So, when I heard they were making a second one, I was all on board. Mm -hmm. I pre-ordered it. I, I was super excited about it. Um, I, I think I even got the collector's edition. If there was a collector's edition, I don't, I don't, it was 09. I don't know how much money you would have had back then. Uh, I was in the Navy. Mm. So, so not a lot. No. <laughs> well, I was also married. So yeah, yeah. So none, definitely not. Enough. None. None. <laughs> um, so like, yeah. So, but I, I pre-ordered it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was super excited about it. Um, I had seen some of the gameplay footage for it and everything like that. And I was like, oh my God, this looks great. It looks like they're taking all the stuff that I loved from the first game, making it better. And then bringing in a new storyline. Uh, they did, they did, uh, throw in the fact that they were bringing in some like new characters and you were going to be going to different biomes, mm -hmm. which as we discussed last week or the last episode, was uh, um, something the first one was kind of missing mm -hmm. a little bit. So I was excited about that as well. So, like, I was really looking forward to this game. I, I picked it up day one, played the crap out of it. Um, and, and I personally feel like, yes, like, the combat got better. It wasn't as clunky. Mm -hmm. Was it perfect yet? No. But it wasn't as clunky, uh, which made things a lot easier um, but they didn't really add anything new as far as that goes. Like the guns were all basically the same guns from the first one. Mm -hmm. Uh, everything like that. Um, I think, no, cause even in the first one, they had like, how many people did you kill with this gun? And unlike uh, unlockable achievements with that kind of shit and everything like that. Okay. Um, but like that one was something that I feel like was more present mm -hmm. in this one. So like. I definitely hooked onto that. Like, oh, I've got my 600 kills with this pistol. 
fuck it. I don't need that pistol anymore. <laughs> Sometimes to my detriment. Right. <laughs> but, uh, like, yeah. So I, um, and then like the storyline, as far as quality goes, I want to say it's about even. I don't, I don't think it got better. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <clears throat> but it kept me enthralled. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still carries some of the problems that we discussed last week, but you know, it, I think overall it was still a great game that had a lot of fun and, and brought in some new entertaining factors and other little corny jokes. Right. You know, but yeah. like, yeah, overall I, I loved the game. I, I definitely, yeah. I liked this one a lot better than the first one. I'll say that. Um, but when I say that I liked it better that, I mean, I still have no desire to replay it and probably won't ever replay it. You know, I will say, I will give you that. This is a game series that is tough for me to replay. Mm. Um, and, and I don't know if it's because I played so much of it when it came out. Yeah. There's nothing new in it for me. In any game like that, any game like that is really, really hard. There's, there's literally only a few games where... If there's no differences that I can make in the game while replaying it, I'll play it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is definitely way down there on the list of like, oh, you know what game I feel like playing again? Yeah. Uncharted. I I, I mean, the, the newer Tomb Raiders are the exact same way. You play, I, you play through them once. You go, oh, that was a fun time. And that's it. Like, there's not a ton of replayability to but it. But you know what? I will replay the newer Tomb Raiders before I replay this one. Um, all right. I and mean, there, there's reasons. Yeah. The newer Tomb Raiders, uh, crafting. Mm-hmm. I liked crafting the stuff. I liked getting the new weapons and, and kind of upgrading my character in those senses, right? Yeah. Like, it, it gave me a sense of drive and purpose, even if it was just get to the next level so I can get to the next skill so that I can do the next thing. And, get and, the, oh, look, cool. I found this piece. I can upgrade my shotgun y- yeah. to be a better shotgun. Yeah. There was a progression kind of thing yeah, to it. Yeah, where this, there's none of that. No. There, there is none of that in this game. You do not progress your character. There's no leveling. Mm-mm. You do not progress the weapons. Right. It's literally what you pick up from the enemies that you kill. Yeah, yeah from what you got lying <clears throat> around. Yeah. Um. So, like, in that sense, there's no progression. Um. And that's something that Tomb Raider does have. That makes the replayability a little bit more there for me. That's a very valid point. Yeah. And I don't have a joke to make about that. I, I I think it's just straight up. It is straight up facts. It's truth. It it is truth that I can handle. (laughs) (laughs) But like, and and that that is one thing that I will say is kind of bad about these games Mm -hmm. is once you play through them. And if you explore every nook and cranny, like I have and gotten all of the little hidden treasures and items and fuck that nonsense, all that shit. Like I have, yeah, there's really nothing to replay for in that regard. Mm -hmm. And as much as I fought for the game last episode, Mm -hmm. right. And I still believe that way. There are flaws. And, and I, I I think we can focus on those a little bit more in this episode with as far as my end goes. Mm-hmm. Because I think those flaws are more apparent in this game. Right. Because they made such little progression in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the, the replayability. Huge flaw. Yeah. Right? The collectibles. It, it, 
they're hidden <laughs> and they're hidden actually pretty well. Right. I will say that. But like you can spend so much time in a level. It's not it, it's not pushing you forward. So you lose that sense of urgency mm-hmm. that they're trying to build in the storyline of the game. Exactly. And because of that, like it makes the storyline way less impactful. Now there are moments in the game like uh that the Jeep mm-hmm. where once you experience it, you can't go backwards. Yeah. Right? So if you missed anything, you fucked. Yep, you gotta do it all over again. Yeah. But they have the chapter select though, so at least that's kind of nice. It is. It is. But even then, like I don't want to replay it. Right. <laughs> to to do that. Like I actually find this one to be one of the weaker games in the series. Um, I, I just didn't have as much fun with it. Like mm. it was still fun. It was still exciting. I, I I'd still recommend playing it. I just didn't have as much fun. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I'm just kind of like, ah, there, there's better ones, mm. you know, yeah. like three and four are better. Um, and, and this was a weird thing where it, like you were stating last one, like, it kind of sucks to play through three shitty games to get to the one good game, mm-hmm. right? But I do feel like these are games that if you didn't play one, you could pick up two and you're not missing any. Oh, God, no. Yeah, there's nothing in two that connects to one except for something that happens that's explained. Yep. And then that's it. And, well, and all the characters are basically the same. There's one new character mm-hmm. and they, they, they introduce her yep. and, and give her whole backstory and everything to it. And it's the same thing with three and the same thing with four. Like if you don't want to play a certain one, you just, you just don't pick up the one that you want to, you know? Yeah. So like, I, 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 that, that's where I stand on it. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's where I was kind of like, "Mm," because like, there's some stuff that they don't explain. Right. Mm -hmm. Into one, you got a butt ton of treasure. Where'd it go? Yeah. Like even split three ways, where the fuck did it go? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so and like they don't explain. Like, well, now I'm doing this because I enjoy right doing right. This. Are you are you doing it because you enjoyed it, or are you doing it because you ran out of money from the first one? It it feels like he's doing it for the money still. Right, but like, but you had treasure chests. What did you do with it all? All of it. Like, holy shit. Yeah. So you win that first one with a pretty, de- a pretty good looking blonde showing some interest in you and a couple of chests for, full of gold bullion. What are you, what is missing in your life at that point? More boobs, more gold, more boobs, more gold. Put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> I could, <laughs> I could. Yeah. And, and for me, like I said, I think this one is better than the first one. I still don't think like, you're missing out on anything. The story was okay. Like you said, the, the at least the freaking scenery changes quite a bit more. And again, I'm not holding it against that first one. Limitation of the times, totally fine. What did you think of the scenery? I thought it looked fine. Yeah. I, a lot of time it was not more blow your socks off. No, decent. I, a lot of time it was like, holy shit. I'm in like a snowy area. That's kind of cool. Oh, look now I'm in a, in a grassy area. That's kind of cool. Oh, cool. Now I'm climbing around a mountain town. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, Oh, it, look now I'm in a desert city. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will like going from that jungle to that urban in this one. Like yeah. that was really cool. I really yeah. did like that. 
you know. Uh, Do you know the only thing that I remembered before replaying this? Hmm. Marco. <laughs> There's a pool on the roof of one of the buildings in the urban city. Yeah, I and did it if too. You, if you swim around the pool for a while, he plays Marco Polo with himself. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's where I'm saying, like, I, I just don't feel like this one is as is impactful as no oh it's totally not i i mean like i'll forget this in a week like yeah you know i mean it was you want to talk about a freaking cotton candy kind of game like this is the cotton candy in my this is like cotton candy made out of brussels sprouts like it's light and it's airy but it still leaves a bad taste in my mouth it tastes like shit (laughs) (laughs) i don't care how you make brussels sprouts i have tried them multiple different ways uh you got to do them right that's what everybody says yeah the right way. I, I don't know if anyone's ever told you this way. Cut them in half. Uh-huh. Olive oil on top. Uh-huh. Salt, pepper, and garlic powder. Uh-huh. And then mix it all up. Uh-huh. Throw it in an oven. Bake it until the outer leaves start to get black. Not not like brown. I'm talking like crispy black. Okay. That's how you that's how you do Brussels is, sprouts. Is good. it because it covers up the shit taste with burnt taste? No, it covers it up with, with like really aromatic garlic taste. Okay. Yeah. I'll give it a try. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah, I, I will. I, I like. Have, I like Brussels sprouts. I will. I will. I, I defend I, them. I have tried. I have tried Brussels sprouts in a couple of different restaurants, cooked mm-hmm. a couple of different ways, and I'm just like, man, these are just not good. Not. I'm good. not. I'm not enjoying this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I give them a try. Right. Yeah. With that being said. <laughs> Uh, let's go into the story. All right. I guess we can do that. And so we can start tearing apart some stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up from here on out. There's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. Let's do it. <laughs> and I can start defending some stuff. Okay. So it's been two years after the, the events of the first game and, uh, Nathan Drake is approached by a former associate by the name of Harry Flynn and Flynn's associate, Chloe Fraser. To help steal a Mongolian oil lamp connected to Italian explorer Marco Polo, <laughs> do his doomed voyage in 1292 uh, from China. The group plans to cheat Flynn's client and take Polo's treasure for themselves, but unbeknownst to Flynn, Chloe and Nate are former partners, and Chloe plans on escaping with Nate afterwards. And I will say this. I was right and I was wrong because I was calling out. I was like, I bet she's going to be a turncoat. But I didn't realize she was going to be like a freaking like seven times turncoat. Oh, my God. This woman flip flops so fucking much. She changes her sides more than I change my underwear in a week. Like, oh my, my God. God. It is. How often do you change? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to know. I would like to say it. I wear them front and I wear them back. Yeah. And then inside out, out, front front and back back again. Yeah. That's four uses out of one pair. One pair. Just kidding. Literally daily. No, no. No, no. I'm pointing out to you in Big Hero 6. Oh, yeah. Stan Lee makes this same statement. Yeah. If if it's good enough for Stan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I need help. Uh, Stanley just being like, so I was standing around talking to a guy, and he's like, you know, if you wear your underwear inside out, backwards and forwards, you can get four uses. And I thought, well, holy shit, not a bad idea. <laughs> That's my terrible Stanley impression. Rest in peace. Yeah, because I don't know what the fuck accent that was, no. but it wasn't Stan. And it's because he's got that like high pitched kind of New York accent, uh, yeah, or had. Weird. Uh, 
So Nate and Flynn break into a museum in Istanbul to find the lamp, which contains... Not Constantinople? No, 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 no. <laughs> Now, now, now it's Istanbul. <laughs> then it was Constantinople. Uh, but nobody cares but the Turks. <laughs> There's like four people just like cackling right I now. I know. And that's like I about know. it. I know. That's, oh God. Uh, the lamp, which contains a map and flammable resin to reveal Polo's fleet, was shipwrecked in Borneo. Borneo. And was carrying the Chintamani stone from the fabled city of Shambhala. 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 Same. It's whatever. Give me a break here. I'm, I apologize. I am not a linguistics person. Flynn double crosses Nate, leaving him. Shocker. To... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flynn double crosses Nate, leaving him to be arrested. Three months later, Chloe helps free Nate with his long-term friend, Sully. She then reveals that Flynn is working for Lauren Lazarevic. Zorin. Not Lauren. When I said Zorin. No, you said Lauren. Did I? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh probably because I was looking at the L for his yeah. last name. Lazarovic. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Or what's like one of the lines that actually made me laugh out loud was like Lazarovich. Yeah. <laughs> that one got me. Yeah. That one got me. They said that and I went, <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's good. There is, there's somebody somebody got a high five writing that line. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, what do we call him? Lazarovich. Oh, oh great. great. Bam. <laughs> Uh, who's a Serbian war criminal seeking the stone in Borneo, Nate and Sully infiltrate his camp with Chloe as a mole. Nate discovers that the stone, uh, but she's not a mole, but she is a mole, right? But she's not, she's a seven times mole. Like double crosses are cool. Right. Once, maybe twice, maybe twice, but man, like I will say that is one of the biggest problems that I had with this. Like in the first game, they made, they made Sully, a red herring. Right. Right. Like you didn't know what he was right. going to do. It was like, holy shit, he died. Go. Holy shit. He's working for the bad guys. Holy shit. Is he my friend? Holy yeah. shit. Is he going to bail on me? Holy shit. Like you never quite knew. And they did that really, really well. And I think they were trying to push that onto this girl mm-hmm. and they did it really, really bad. Yeah. And I just like at a certain point, I was literally like, well, just shoot her. Yeah. Like, and I'm an idiot. Because I keep trusting her. Mm-hmm. And I say that I don't trust her. But then I trust her. Yeah. It's like, you need to just like pick a lane and, and, and either you need to understand she is, she is deceiving them. No matter what she does, I have to know that she's got mine, our best interest at, at heart. But she doesn't. <clears throat> but they don't communicate that clearly enough. Yeah. They, like, it should have been more along the lines of like, she's deceiving them. She's deceiving you. The only person she's thinking about is herself. Mm-hmm. And because they don't, they do this weird thing where like, it makes you as the player look at the character as a moron. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that should ever be the case in a video game. Right? right. Like I like it more when I I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the, the character that I'm playing going, He's smart. I'm smart. We both see through this. Mm-hmm. Right. But then when Nate's like, okay, well, here's this. Hold on to it. We need to escape this together. And then five minutes later, she's like, sorry, Nate. <laughs> I'm going to go. And you're like, again, motherfucker. Yeah. Again. That is the third time you have given her something. Yeah. And then she immediately, stop 
giving her shit. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's literally a point in later on in this game where I was like, you have what you need. Just leave. Just go. What are you doing? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like they can't do anything because you have the MacGuffin. Go away. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, fine. Just be stupid. Like, I, And that's that's where I like that's where I, I say like to me, this one makes it feel worse because like at least nate in the first one i didn't feel like he was a moron yeah may have been a douchebag he's a douchebag but he wasn't a moron eh, no. you <laughs> felt like he was intelligent he was deciphering ancient history he was figuring out all these things even if you were solving puzzles that were basic right. you were still solving puzzles like you were intelligent in this one you are a moron mm -hmm. and i don't like it yeah i don't like it at all Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You're you're good. You're good. I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm pretty much right there with you. <clears throat> uh, so, okay. So then in Borneo, Nate and Sully inf infiltrate his camp with Chloe as a mole. Nate discovers that the stone never left Shambhala. They locate a temple containing the bodies of Polo's crew as well as a Peroba. Ferba? Ferba? I don't know. I don't know what a Ferba is. What's a Ferba? What's a furba? What's a furba? Oh, the knife. Oh, that creepy knife from uh, the Phantom. The shadow. The shadow. The shadow. No, no. The Phantom was Billy Zane in a yeah, in a purple onesie. Purple onesie. That was great. <laughs> that was the, I mean, the shadow wasn't really any better. It was better. I, I, I mean, it you was. You had ancient Chinese magic. It was. I guess it was a little bit better. But it was I the, did like it, the shadow. It's the creepy knife. Yeah, that's, I, that's always what I remember it as. The creepy, the creepy knife, knife from, that like floats yeah. around and, hey, fucking, fucking bites the, and it bites his hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> All right. And a map. Burpa. And a map detailing that its carrier will gain passage to Shambhala through a temple in Nepal. Nate and Sully escape after being cornered by Flynn and his men. Sully backs out, so Nate and Chloe continue to Nepal which has been ravaged by Lazarevic's mercenaries. They encounter Nate's ex-girlfriend, Elena, and cameraman Deadmeat. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, cameraman Jeff. Red shirt. <laughs> Red shirt. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I saw him. I was like, well, you're not making it out of here. It would have been better if they put him in a red shirt. It, it would have been. It would have been way more. I would have fucking loved it. It would have been way more tongue-in-cheek, touching the nose kind of yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know this guy's not. You know the, the second. For anybody who's a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, here's Nate, Chloe, Elena, and dead meat. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah that, no. Uh, at the temple, Nate and Chloe use the knife to uncover the lo <clears throat> the location, which is in the Himalayas. <laughs> After Jeff is shot in an ambush, Chloe insists on abandoning him. Nate and Elena help him, but are end up being caught by Lazarevic. Chloe switches sides again to maintain her cover, while Lazarevic kills Jeff. No, sh no surprise there. Anybody? Anybody surprised? He, he already got shot. No. Okay. Well, yeah, but this time it was like a dead shot. <laughs> Yeah. Um, kills Jeff and obtains Shambhala's location from Nate, who ends up escaping with Elena. With Elena's help, Nate catches up to the Lazarevic's train. He fights through it to find Chloe, but she refuses to leave after he compromised their mission to help Jeff and Elena. Flynn arrives and shoots Nate. 
cornered. Nate causes an explosion that derails the train over a cliff. By the way, I kind of want to back up. So this game starts with you hanging from the train. Yeah. Right? Super fun. And then you climb up and then you do a flashback. Okay, cool. I don't mind that. What pisses me off, though, is that then you go back to the part where you're hanging from the train. And I was like. You have to do it all over. I was like, are they going to make me climb through this whole section? Fortunately, you only have to make it through two cars. Yeah. Not the whole entire section that you played beforehand. Yeah. But still, you have to replay some of it. And it's kind of annoying. What it should have done is picked up. Right where it left right off. Right where it fucking left off. Boom. Yeah. Um, and then in the same area, because this is really pissed me off that I actually like went into the bedroom and was like, I was like venting to my wife mm-hmm. because I was like, so so at the very end of that sequence, when you come back to it, there's like a couple of shotgun guys that you have to kill. Yeah. And then you got to like climb out of this little pit, right? Yeah. So the two shotgun guys come over. I dispatch them both and I start to climb out and this shotgun guy runs up behind me and kills me. And I'm like, oh, that's Whoa. weird. I must not have gotten one of them. Like, I, th- I must have thought that I downed him and I didn't. Yeah. So I reload the checkpoint, run up. The two shotgun guys come over. I definitely dispatch them both because once they're on the ground, I shoot them in the head just to make sure. Climb over the wall. Shotgun guy comes up behind me and shoots me in the back. And I'm like, well, what the heck is this all about? I reload it for a second time, kill the two shotgun guys, and then I just stood there. And then another shotgun guy that apparently I missed in the initial confrontation comes around the corner. I dispatch him. I climb out and I was able to proceed, which made me so furious because I was like, I was right there. Why did I have to kill everybody in the area to leave? Why couldn't I just leave? Bad gameplay design, in my opinion. Okay. I don't I, I don't remember that. Well, and and I'm sure that you, like my wife said, you probably went through and killed everybody. I was like, I'm just getting to the exit. Yeah. I'm not going to kill everybody. I'm just going to run to get out of here yeah. because this is not an ideal situation for me. I've been shot in the gut, survived through a train crash, climbed up through the train, and now I'm fighting all these people. I want to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I am going home. Yeah. Taking my toys. <laughs> I'm done. So I just thought that was a weird bit of design to be like, no, you have to kill everybody here before you can leave again. It's it's a nitpicky thing. I still think it's stupid. So with Elena's help, Nate catches up. Um, Nope. Nope. I was in the wrong one. Yeah. Yep. He escapes the hanging car train. Yep. Recovers the knife and falls unconscious. Then a Tibetan man by the name of Tenzin brings Nate to a village. Nate's village. Not a village. Do we have to do? Do we have to specify that it's his? It could be somebody else's. He could be a, a, a roaming merchant. It, it does. Is that necessary for the plot? When the plot is this thin, <laughs> <laughs> I joke. I joke. Like I, I don't think the plot was terrible. No, no, no. It's not. I mean, it, it, it's not. It's not anything less than it needs to be. It doesn't make it good. It just makes it what it is. Yes. It's enough. It's enough to get the pieces moving forward. At least this one, it does feel like there's a sense of urgency because we are chasing after a bad guy. True, but that sense of urgency keeps getting displaced, right? Because you get free reign to roam around a lot of these areas. Mm-hmm. It's not propelling you forward with that sense of urgency, right? So, like that. That's where it's it's hard in some of the areas of this game because you just kind of forget about that sense of urgency right you know but go ahead so nate reunites with elena and is and is introduced to a german explorer by the name of carl schaefer schaefer sends him and tenzin after the remains of schaefer's failed expedition for the the chintamani stone decades ago 
Nate and Tenzin travel through ice caves and fight off strange monsters. This is the part that I was talking about. They introduce weird monsters. And again, I was like more fucking chuds, but they at least explain it a little bit sooner than they did in the other one. Yetis. And I was also, yeah, they look like yetis, but they're not. They're not yetis because they're not white. They're like brown. They're Bigfoot. They're, yeah, but that's Sasquatch, not a yeti. Yeti's supposed to be white. Cultural difference. They're the ones who screwed up, man, not me. (laughs) I thought they were white. No, no, they're brown. Maybe I just made them white. I mean, you may have made them white in your... Are you colorblind? Can you see brown? I don't know. (laughs) Quick, what color is your poop? Green. (laughs) Stop stop eating Fruit Loops. I can't. I need to. Oh, my God. Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks. Have you seen seen that uh, there's a podcast with these two guys, and one of them is like, what's your favorite cereal? And the other guy's like, oh, Fruit Loops. The guy goes, oh, yeah. Oh, Fruit Loops is a great cereal. Love a good Fruit Loop. What's your favorite color? And the guy's like, I'm sorry. Or, you know, the guy goes, what's your favorite? What's your, what's your favorite flavor? And the other guy goes, I'm sorry. And he goes, flavor, which, which, which one's your favorite? And he's like, you mean color? And he's like, no, 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 no. Which one's your favorite flavor? And he's like, they all taste like fruit. And he's like, no. And the guy goes, wait a minute. Do you mean to tell me that the green one and the purple one taste different to you? And he's like, yes. And the guy goes, oh my God. And like starts to freak out. Yeah. It is so fucking funny. There's also another good one um, about the difference between a guy who's got like a PhD He's like a doctor. He's a very, very smart individual calling it Tubberware, T-U-B-B-E-R. Tubberware. the same two guys? That no, because the first one is this podcast and I can't remember the name. And it's like it's it's called like I've seen video clips. It's of like them, something of both this, of them. Something podcast. Something's where, wrong. Podcast. Yeah. Or like that. Uh, Tupper. And then the, the Tubber and Tubberware that has Saul Volcano, who is from the Impractical Jokers. That's right. Yeah. So the, it's right. different people, but yeah. equally funny stuff. I highly yeah. recommend looking it up. Yeah. It's if really you haven't for, seen it. It's really good for a chuckle. Anyway, woo! Back on to point. Yep. So they discover Schaefer was working for the Nazis. Nope. The Nazi. Oh, never mind. You're good. You're good. Working for the Nazis and killed his men to to protect the world from the stone. They return to repel an attack on the village by Lazarevic who kidnaps Schaefer and steals the knife. Elena and Nate follow him, his convoy to a monastery where the mortally wounded Schaefer warns Nate to destroy the stone before Lazarevic can obtain its power. After reacquiring the knife from Chloe, Nate and Elena unlock the secret passage to, Shamb- to Shambhala and should fucking leave. I have the knife. It has been the key to everything. They can't do anything without it. I'm leaving. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. But Lazarevic corners them. With Chloe's cover blown, Lazarevic forces Nate to open the pathway to Shambhala. The monsters attack but are killed by Lazarevic, who reveals them as human-like guardians of Shambhala. After the gate is open, unsuited guardians attack, allowing Nate, Elena, and Chloe to escape. This I was fine with because I was like remote, closed-off section of humans. They obviously, with this stone, would have been mutated or been given powers, otherworldly. So I was more okay with this than I was with the underground chud people just saying i see no difference there's a huge difference i see no difference none the 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 mutants were caused by a mutated virus that they only told you about what felt like hours after you first encountered them Uh and at least in this one it was like oh you had to fight a couple yeti people and oh look they're just people that are like a secluded tribe that have grown to become this way because of their uh, connection to the stone that that was already set up to have mythical powers. 
Just saying. You're Eldorado. In, <laughs> in the city, the group discovers that the Chintamani stone is a giant amber derived along with a flammable resin from the sap of an, of an ancient tree of life. The sap gives the drinker inhuman powers, explaining the Guardians and Polo's doomed crew. Flynn, left for dead by Lazarevic, ambushes them with a trigger warning, suicide attack by using a grenade, seriously wounding Elena. Nate leaves her in Chloe's care and confronts Lazarevic at the tree. He get, Lazarevic drinks the tree sap, becoming nearly invincible. And I thought that this was kind of like, this was like the most video game bossy kind of thing. Yeah. I felt like, right, yeah. I was like, oh, you got to blow up because you shoot the explosive pockets of resin while Lazarevic is next to them. That is how you damage him and eventually defeat him. Yep. <clears throat> I did feel like this boss battle was very video game-y. 100% was. <clears throat> um, but it, it fits with, like I said, the train sequence and the car sequence and all that kind of stuff. Like, No, it does. It does. They they definitely made this game more video game-y mm -hmm. in that sense. More action-packed-y. You know? And, and that was great. It, like, loved all of that. I, it, I, 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 I just... Okay. Yeah. Uh, by shooting these explosive pockets of resin, Nate defeats Lazarevic and leaves him to be killed by the Guardians. I did think that was cool. That was not like a I'm deliberate. I I I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you kind of situation. Very yeah. very Batmany. Um, the city crumbles under the collapse of the tree and exploding resin. Nate and Chloe carry Elena to safety. Good job, Nathan Drake. Way to go ahead and you know completely kill off an entire lost civilization of people. Way to go, white man. In the village, Chloe ad, uh, advises Nate to tell Elena that he loves her before bidding him farewell, which I will say this sequence is very weird. Walking away being like, you're going to miss my ass. I was like, OK, that's kind of like a weird thing to say. And then for Sully to come up and be like, well, you can have Elena. Where'd Chloe go? <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're gross. That's just gross. You're like 30 years older than her. Stop it. Ew. Sully leaves a recovering Elena to Nate and the couples pay their respects at a memorial for Schaefer. And then they have a kiss and then they have like this little bit of banter back and forth about how scared were you that I was going to die, Nate? Oh, like a four. Yeah. Great writing, people. And that's it. And that's Uncharted 2. <sighs> I guess it, it felt very similar to the first one. I, di I did think that they scaled it up, which is a thing I always am impressed with with sequels. Um, I, I think they scaled it up, but I, again, like to me, this was kind of the the nineties um, Tomb Raider style mm. games. Like both games were identical. You were going after different artifacts, but ultimately they were they kind of ended up like the same, feeling route. the same. Like, and, and that's that's it. That's where I would like a part of me got a little bit hesitant with the Uncharted games because of this <clears> one, <throat> because I'm like, oh my god, if they do another one and it's it's just like this, like. You almost got the same beats, right? Like, mm -hmm. introduce characters, introduce object they're going after, introduce bad guy, go back and forth between bad guy and... Uh, are you okay? No. Please continue. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, items go back and forth between good guys and bad guys right. <clears throat> as they work their way to the ultimate location. At the ultimate location... Mm -hmm. 
very bad guy forces good guy to unlock location, even though bad guy could just kill good guy and do it himself. Mm -hmm. Like it, 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 it's very cliche in right. the in the drum beats. Like I was gonna say, paint by numbers. Yeah, yeah, it is our checklisty. Yeah. Do we have the train sequence? Okay, cool. Do we have the vehicle sequence? Okay, cool. Vehicle. Do do we have this sequence? Okay, cool. But uh, but that's like you're pointing out a lot of things of like, well, they could have just left, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when Lazarovic shot Jeff, he could have just shot the rest of them. Right. Y you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of moments in it where it's like, they didn't do it because they, that's the way it's written. Right. Because they read the plot. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and I don't have a problem with those type of things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, let's call a spade a spade. Right. You know? And that's where I'm like, the storyline isn't isn't better. It isn't worse. But it isn't better. Mm -hmm. um, and I wish the storyline would have been better mm. uh the whole ancient tribe thing like again very cliche i liked it better when it was yetis and then when they come out to be humans i'm kind of like oh well that's mm. that's not as fun I, I also like how they're very inconsistent about what kind of damage these people can take because i unloaded on them the first couple of times oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden like they can just be one shot I'm like, oh, that's really super inconsistent. It doesn't feel well, right. Because they don't have that Yeti hide. Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, I they're, they're making bulletproof vests out of Yeti. And I'm sure. like Yeti and tree sap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what hardened resin. I don't know. Any explanation would be nice. But, but the resin is explosive. <laughs> maybe. And drinkable. <laughs> I don't understand it. The the resin is multi-purpose. The reason for that face I was making was because I just have I was curious like what is the review scores like? Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, cool. Like fine computer and video games gave it a 10 out of 10. Eurogamer 10 out of 10. Game Informer 10 out of 10. I was like, so we were just buying 10 out of 10 reviews. Then I get down to PSM3 in France. Mm -hmm. 21 out of 20. And everything about that blows my mind. Like, how can you have, how can you be over your scale? And why is your scale at 20? <laughs> like, so any, any, any of our French, French listeners, if you could explain that to us ignorant, uh, Americans. Americans, I would appreciate it because I don't understand how you, why you would go to a scale of 20 and then how something could be 21 out of 20. Uh huh. Please. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. But I, I don't really have much else to say about this one. Like, yeah, no. It, it, it literally, it literally is just the next cog in in the series, right? And, and that's what it very much feels like. There's no. I kind of went over it all. Like they didn't add any new weapons. Mm -hmm. They didn't add any new gameplay. They they refined the some of the mechanics, the parkour systems a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I, but I won't even say much better no. in the, in that one. No, like, there, there are plenty of times where I jumped off that train going the wrong, wrong way because way. I was like, I want to go this way. way. Or right. or like I'm trying to jump left to the next little rail thing, mm -hmm. and instead I launch backwards. Yep. Oh, and yeah. it's like I'm I'm holding it left. <laughs> Why am I launching backwards? Right. You know. Um, so like they still, still very like area based combat with chest high walls. Yeah. I mean, anytime you come across an area and it's like, well, this is a big open area with a bunch of chest high walls. I'm going to be fighting a bunch of people here, whether it's now or get halfway through or get to the end and I'm coming back or something. I will admit they do like, cause I don't remember any turrets in the first one. They do have turrets in the second one. There's turrets in the first one. Was there turrets in the first there's one? I don't remember the turrets in the first there's one. There's like two of them. Is there? And they're not. 
There's way more in this one. Yeah, like, and they're way more prominent, and, and they're, they're way more damaging. Yeah, like, I like. There's a whole sequence when you're climbing up to the monastery towards the end of the game, where you yeah. like fight through a bunch of people, get to the end, and then you can turn around, hop in a turret, and a bunch of guys are rushing from you behind. Whoo, Nelly, that was fun. Just sitting there. Yeah. You could also pick up. Reminds me of that scene gun. from Nambo, Rambo. Oh yeah. Where he just fucking laying waste to those guys as they're running up. Yep. That's that's the other thing that there are more enemy variations in this one than in the first one. There are. You got the big the big minigun mm-hmm. holding guys. So I guess they did add those because you could pick up the minigun. Mm-hmm. But it like classic minigun. Right. You walk 500 with rounds it, real slow. 500 rounds. And but it doesn't count towards what you're actually carrying. No. Because this was back in the day where it was like, oh, you only get two guns. No more of that doom shit where you get 10 different weapons. You cycle through the cycle wheel. through them all. No, no, no. You get you get a small gun and a large gun, and then you can pick up a heavy gun. But yeah. like you, it's only the one heavy gun. Yeah. And if you could drop it and pick it back up and drop it and pick yeah. it back up and, and stuff like yeah. that. But sometimes there was a lot of moments where like, I didn't know where I was supposed to go or how to get there. Well, and that, but that's what I was, I, I guess I didn't explain that very well. That's part of where I felt like you wander around. Oh yeah. I see. You're not okay. just wandering around looking for, um, collectibles, collectibles. And stuff. I get what you're saying. You're literally like, I remember the one part where we are in the, the, the city mm-hmm. in the mountains, the little village. Yeah. Right. And I'm just wandering around going like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? Oh, for reals. Like, so I'm like wandering up to every person, every HUD, every like jumping on stuff, like kind of looking around. I'm trying to wander outside of the, like, because I wasn't really sure where to go. Yeah. You know? And, And that's where I'm like that that takes you out of that sense of urgency. Right. So there was definitely some stuff that they could have done as far as gameplay goes to like refine it a little bit better Mm -hmm. so that you, you kept with that pace, right? Like I don't mind missing a collectible and finding out that I missed a collectible when I'm in a fast paced scenario where I'm like, okay, I'm rushing through, I'm rushing through, I'm rushing through because I feel this sense of urgency. And then I find a collectible. I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Pick it up. And then I see like, I missed one. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Because I rushed through yeah. because the game, like it, it hit me in the head that hard. Like I don't mind that because then I'm like, it makes it a little, like I have to tell myself, slow down, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> like there's a collectible somewhere around here. There's the part of me that still feels that sense of urgency and wants to push forward, but I'm trying to find something, yeah. right. Which <clears throat> makes it feel like more urgent. Yeah. They don't do well at that. No. And that actually makes me think of another critique that I have and that the camera in this game can go fuck itself right in its face. Oh, it's very difficult. Because at the end, when you're escaping, you're running along a bridge and it's collapsing and the camera fucking spins. So you're running towards towards the camera Mm -hmm. and like the controls, the switching between like the, like having to fight the controls with the camera just so many times I was like, Fuck you! Knock it off! <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I mean, I there were multiple I get times it though. Like, cinematically, right? They're trying to build the suspense of like you're outrunning this blast, right? Right? Yeah. Like, but and it, it, not to you know, naughty dog, it's very banjo kazooie. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yep. Or Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, mm-hmm. was like really popular on the PS1, PS2 stuff. Yeah, was like which, which naughty dog makes. <laughs> Um, but uh, like, I can't wait for the, I can't wait for the Banjo Kazooie movie. <laughs> so I, I, it's the fourth one. 
I think it is. You can play uh, um, Crash Bandicoot hmm. in it. You play through a level and you're trying to beat Elena's score. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, it, but th- that's what it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. It just, and I meant Crash Bandicoot, not Banco- Banjo-Kazooie. It was Crash Bandicoot. Right, it's all the like, same. No, Banjo-Kazooie was more open world for, you know, N64 I, or mm-hmm. whatever you could get. Mm-hmm. Didn't mean it literally. Yeah. I meant it was theoretically the same kind of game. Yeah. Same thing with Spyro. And there was that ukulele one. Oh. Like, I don't remember. There was a whole genre of like yeah. Oh, yeah, cute yeah. animals, well, platforming, running kind of. Conquer's Bad for a Day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Conquer's no, Bad No, no. Sorry. Ooh. Wrong game. Um, But you know what I mean? Like, it, it was good stuff. So, uh that's all i've got okay um yeah because i don't think i have much anything else like i said i i I like this one a little bit better i still don't think you need to play these games this one in in particular you may not have this is the least favorite uh, for you yeah yeah i i i really think like just a bunch of ambivalence Mm -hmm. like just kind of like if you play them, play them. I hope you enjoy them because I don't want you to waste your time. But I will admit that first one, I felt like I wasted my time. This one, I don't really feel like I wasted my time, but I didn't get a ton out of it for myself. Like, hmm. I don't love the characters anymore, but I don't hate them anymore. I don't like playing. It hasn't changed my mind about the series. But again, like I was already really like, I don't. I don't you weren't think really into it. Into it. Like yeah. I wasn't I wasn't curious. I wasn't trying to scratch an itch to play these things. Like I said, my wife played them all and was like, they're great. And I was like, I'm glad you liked it. The only thing I I guess the only other critique that I have is the puzzles on this one. Mm. There weren't really any. No, I I don't Which I miss. I, I like even though the puzzles in the first game weren't great, at least it had puzzles. Right. This one didn't the the two yeah. puzzles that stick out is when you're trying to climb up the knife in the big room. Yep. That one is just super linear. Yep. Like that's not really a puzzle. No. And then the other one is when you have to like switch the symbols on stuff. Like there's a lot of like moving stuff to make the symbols yeah. match. And but I was those, like, that's pretty easy. Yeah. They're they're not like it's got to be for late. I don't I don't I don't use the term lightly. They got to be for lay people, right? They want to make sure that we want to have a puzzle, but we don't want it to be so hard that some people can't do it. Yeah. But we don't want to make it too hard. Yeah. Because we want to make sure that those people can do it. Yeah. But we can't make it too easy either. Yeah. But we can't make it super easy. But then again, spinning shit is pretty easy. Well, it's the standard. I hate to say it, but it's standard cliche. Yeah. Right. I, I have four columns that Mm. have a spinning dial on it with four different symbols. Or five or six different symbols, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout the room, I have three symbols that are clear, <laughs> that are close to columns. So I know that column needs to be this symbol. Yeah. And then the last column <clears throat> with the fourth symbol happens to be broken, <laughs> but by process of elimination. <laughs> you know, there's there's one puzzle where you have to like pick up uh, like sh- like shapes. Yeah. There's like a sphere and a box and a triangle and a crescent moon. And like that puzzle took me the longest because I didn't realize I could interact with those things. And I just like ran around in a circle being like, how do I interact? Like I'm like standing on the plates. <laughs> how do I move yeah. these? I'm like, well, okay. So clearly this one has to be on the bottom and is first. Let me stand on this platform. No, nothing is happening. Let me go to the one that I know is going to be at the top. Stand on that platform. No, nothing is happening. <laughs> me, 10 minutes wandering around, opening the book, looking at the things, looking back at the book, being like, I know what I'm doing. Where... Oh, what are these right? Oh, I can pick these. Oh, 
Got I'm, it. I'm glad I finally saw these. Well, now I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ugh. So yeah, so, once you have all the pieces, yeah. <laughs> all the tools, yeah. and then and then and then you got to color code them and go like in the reverse order kind of thing. Yeah. And, and again, right? Like it's simple. It's not super difficult. You'll feel smart. And like, I, and so I mean, we didn't really talk about it in the first one because I didn't notice a big difference. But I'm gonna ask in this one. You did you play these on the hardest difficulty? Yeah. So the puzzles weren't any harder because you played on the easiest difficulty and I played it, or I'm sorry, you played it on the hardest difficulty and I played it on the easiest difficulty. It's only the combat, right? It's only the combat. It's how much damage they take and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's all I thought. No, no, no. There, yeah. And you know, honestly, I can't think of a game that actually changes that. Yeah. I wish they would. That would be cool. Right? That would be cool. Yeah. Think, like, thinking about it, like if I play it on the easiest difficulty, these puzzles are. The puzzles are, pull the lever. Yeah. On the hardest, it is, here's a Rubik's Cube. Solve Here, it. Here's a fucking Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Solve this shit. That would be cool. That would be cool. Game idea out there for people who can actually do that shit. Because yeah. I can't. Um, or, or if you know a game where there are puzzles, and like not just a strictly like puzzle game. Like, because I don't, I don't know about this. My new favorite thing is Canoodle. Okay. I love it. It was a great, it's like $10 on Amazon. It's a fun little shape puzzle. They've got all different levels from beginner to like super freaking hard. Mm -hmm. And I was like really enjoying it. So like not a game like that, but like a game, it's like an action game that has puzzles with it, that the puzzles scale, scale with the difficulty. If you know that, let us know. Cause yeah. Caleb will want to check those out. Hell Me, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I like puzzle games. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah. All righty guys. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Once again, stay tuned. Next episode, we're going to be wrapping it up with number three. And then, yeah, we'll go from there. Don't forget, you can go to the Patreon. You can go to Facebook. Leave us a like and a comment. Give us a share, all that good stuff. Don't forget, sign up for that Patreon. You get the unedited audio so you can hear our previous discussion before we started this episode about some Marvel movies. And you can get the video, which is still running right now. So good on that. Um, we are new at this. We are doing our best. We so, are. I apologize. It yeah. is. We got better equipment, but now we have to figure out how to use better equipment. User <laughs> error. Yay. <laughs> so, okay, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until then, game, game on. on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required created in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from No